Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Strategic Insights Podcast. I'm Tim Deitch. I'm Senior Performance Consultant at Strategic Enhancement Group, and today I'm joined by Susan Hall. She's Vice President, Business Development and Performance Improvement. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Tim. It's great to be here. Well, thanks for being here. Um, you know, today's topic, the, the title says a lot, and, and I hope that the, the, um, the content is, uh, is as interesting to our listener as it is to both Susan and I. So the title is Using Social Styles for Effective Leadership. And, you know, we're always on a quest for an eff- effective leadership. So let me see if I can set the stage here for you. So, Susan, you know, it's, it's generally accepted that employees don't leave companies. They leave managers. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, while it's easy, they also, to follow, this, they also yeah, follow managers, <laughs> they do follow managers. That's correct. And, you know, while it's easy to you know make this assessment and conclusion, it's not always clear how to solve the problem when people are leaving because of their manager. And so, you know, today we're going to touch on, on on one element, and that is the absolutely critical need for managers to be good communicators. Right. So, you know, now, while, while some people are born communicators, right, they're able to put almost anyone at ease. Those are amazing people to us. Most people are not born communicators, at least not with everybody, right? Would you agree, Susan? Definitely, definitely. And I think that last point is especially critical. You know, I think back to when I was a new manager and I'd have an employee that I seemed to communicate really well with. So I figured, you know, I'm just going to use that approach for all of my my employees and direct right. reports. And guess how successful that was? Right, right. Not so much. And and the same is true for any of us who've had children, right? No matter <laughs> if we think we're going to parent all of our kids the same way or watch others parent their kids, we, we know pretty quickly we've got to take different approaches for different kids. So not unrelated. So here it is. So today I want to talk about three fundamental ways that most managers can ensure better communication with their staff, right? And foster the type of relationships that make staff want to stay, right? So three things, right? The first is the importance of knowing your own communication style, knowing who you are, right? But and, and as important to that is its impact on others, right? Understanding mm-hmm. who you are and how you communicate and the effect it has on other people. All right, that's one. Two is to know how your team members communicate, who they are, right? And how they prefer to receive communication, right? What is the most comfortable means through which they receive communication and, and, and move through their day? Right. The third, then, is adjusting your communication style, right? Mm-hmm. It's what we call versatility, right? Adjusting your communication style to ensure effective and productive relationships and communication based on the person across from you. Does that make sense, Susan? I I, I think that makes total sense. Yeah, right. So what I'd like to do now, we know we know there's four kinds of styles, right? So what I want us to do is to be able to chat back and forth about uh, these different styles in communication with each other, right? But let's do it through this first uh, the, that first medium, which is to know your communication style and its impact on others, right? So, um, you know, what, here, so here's here's my question for you. What's a typical example of a manager 
that might have a blind spot about their own style. You know, it's the kind of person where the employees look at this person, they say, did, did, does he even know what's happening when he talks that mm -hmm. way or communicates mm -hmm. that way? Yeah. You know, I, I think a, a classic example, and I'm, I'm thinking back to a, a client that um, I, I've had several years ago who she was a, what we would call a driver. And okay. her style is very bottom line, bullet points, you know, task first. You know, let's get to the task at hand before we, you know, kind of relax and, and kick back and, and talk about personal issues. And her leadership style was, you know, what I would call initiate and monitor. In other words, kind of set the goal. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. You know, almost a laissez-faire approach. You go make it happen and, you know, just let me know if you need any help. Okay. Very, very kind of hands-off bottom line. Her employee, however, is what we would call an amiable style, okay. which is people first. You know, amiable individuals like to involve others in making decisions, um, even to sometimes to the point of consensus to make sure that everyone is comfortable with the decision so that it gets adopted more effectively. They tend to um, um, be more deliberate in their pace and these two were oil and water. So you can imagine an employee who wants to, you know, bring people together for meetings, um, do lots of discovery with multiple people, and take the time to make sure that they're making the right decisions that everybody is comfortable with, who's got a manager who's very kind of hard-charging, bottom-line, you know, you know, on, you know, under budget, on time, right. um, you know, not involved in the process. Right. And what, what, so the blind spot there was that the driver didn't realize that her communication style and the way that she communicated with that amiable was really creating a lot of tension right. and a lot of friction to the point where that employee was, was almost, um, with, was almost deer in the headlights on that particular project. Yes. And, you know, when we take this back, let's take that example and take it back to the sort of that beginning premise of people leave managers, not companies. Right. right. How many of us have heard this, this comment that might come from somebody who's like an amiable who says, well, yes, on the day I gave my notice, my boss's <laughs> boss came to me and said that, that, that he or she was sorry I was leaving. And, I, and if I've been here for 18 months and I had no idea that they cared that I was here. Yeah. Right. And that's that gap that takes place between a person who's very bottom line, maybe has their face in Excel spreadsheets all the time and doesn't take the time to necessarily check in on people right. that want to be checked in on. So I'll give you another option or another example, which is with the two other styles, right? So um, there are people, 25% uh, of the population is expressive, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. I'll candidly say, that's what I am, right? I, you know, people who are expressive talk out loud and they're idea people, right? And they, they think out loud is what I mean. And they are, um, uh, they tend to be highly verbal and they're also very declarative. They'll, they'll tell you what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily always ask for opinions, but they'll tell you what they're thinking. Now, the, the style that's opposite them is called analytical. And that's a person 
who is whose style is to be very very thoughtful and they process information that you give them and they genuinely think about uh, and plan for uh, how they'll respond in certain situations you know mm -hmm. they are the type that reads the full agenda before a meeting and wants to fully understand uh, what it is they're there to accomplish and what they should bring and so the when the way these styles are at, at odds with each other or the blind spot of a of an expressive is the expressive might toss three ideas at an analytical and then immediately say, so what do you think? Which one do you mm -hmm. think would be great? What, what do you think? And the analytical, you know, bless them. The analytical needs to think through. I'm not, right. I'm not wired to give you an immediate answer. I will probably nod and I will say I'll get back to you. And the, so the blind spot for the expressive is, is if they jump to a conclusion that mm -hmm. says, well, all right, this person obviously didn't think my idea, didn't think any idea made sense. I mean, look at that. They just got quiet. Right? And the expressive is thinking, what do you mean you'll get back to me? You know, I, I, I need an answer now. Is this I, not important to you? Do you have correct. other things that are higher on your priority list? Right. So you can see where all of these, you know, misjudgments occur you know, at the tension points between social styles. I, um, I have uh, worked with a client a couple of weeks ago and they had this wonderful example of the tension between an expressive and an analytical. And the expressive wanted to create a survey um, for their sales organization on, you know, some key project that was going on in the organization. And so they asked their analytical employee to create this survey and they explained why. Okay. But but what happened was the analytical came back and it, you know, it took, you know, the expressive manager had to go and say, hey, you know, what's what's going on with this? How are we doing? Still working on it, still working on it, right. you know, still working on it. When they got the result, it was a phenomenally, wonderfully well done and complicated spreadsheet with 132 questions <laughs> that would take. 45 minutes for the salespeople to complete, incredibly thorough, yes. um, gave wonderfully uh, complex insight and data. And of course, the expressive manager was, well, I, I just wanted a 10 question survey that right. would take our people three minutes, you know, to communicate. So the tension point there, the blind spot for the expressive was you know, they needed to be much more clear about the scope of the project, how much time it would take, as well as the results. And the analytical, you know, should have clarified, you know, what, you know, what, again, scope, time, yes. so that there wasn't so much tension. Right, right. And so from this first one, again, which is to know who you are and the impact you have on others, you know, I, I want to sort of put this in a bow. What's the upshot? There are four styles of people, right? We've just described them. The driver, the amiable, the analytical, and the expressive. And the population is roughly split by 25% in each area. You know, so what does this mean? If you're a manager leader, what this means is that you, you're you only going to be one of those, or predominantly you'll be one of those. Right. You've, you are very, very likely to have all four. So you'll have people just like you, and then you'll have three others, right? Three of the other styles are at play on your team, 
And, and so recognizing that helps us to begin to move to the second piece, right? Which is, to, uh, as I mentioned before, the second fundamental is to know how your team members communicate and prefer to receive communication, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, Susan, this is often a big aha moment when managers go through our styles training, right? When a manager says, oh, now I finally understand why she does that, mm -hmm. right? Has that been your experience? Definitely, definitely. It, it is because I think until then, we just noticed those moments of frustration. And now we realize, oh, you know, it's, it's not... It's not that this person is intentionally trying to frustrate me. Right. It's just that there's, there's, you know, we're speaking slightly different languages here. Right. And we could communicate a lot more effectively. Right. Um, I remember when, um, uh, when uh, I was in the very first time I took this training, um, I, I was there with a number of other people from other industries, and there was a gentleman there who was uh, a driver, and um, he was there, he was in this class for a big reason, and that was because there were other styles that he encountered that uh, he didn't get along with, it just, there was friction. And mm -hmm. Sure. He he um, he had such an aha moment when he realized that uh, what the what the needs are of an amiable that that when an amiable uh, style person um, asks him to care about what's happening in their day to now and then just come by and say how's your day how's everything going and maybe it's not even the day it's just how's the project going right. ask ask a question from ten feet off the ground not some ultra super detailed question time and time again. Can mm -hmm. you do that? He literally said out loud, he said, I always thought that that was just, they were just being frivolous. They were wasting mm -hmm. my time. And it's a time waster to ask uh, comfy questions is the way he put it. It mm -hmm. was a big moment for him. You know, I think it's important to remember that in every moment of interaction or communication there's two components there's that task component right yes. there's some information that needs to be conveyed and there's the relationship component there's the how it's conveyed and that always helps me realize that all of us in every interaction have opportunities for those two components it's just that the certain styles the the people people styles expressives and amiables are a little more comfortable dealing with the people component first, the relationship, before getting to task. And the, the task-oriented styles, the drivers and analyticals, are a little more comfortable dealing with task first, and then that tension gets reduced and they can talk about people or relationship That's right. issues. That's right. Absolutely. Um, you know, so, so I think an upshot in this moment is that, that it's easy to click with those most like us, right? And um, in fact, we might see this in the hiring practices at some companies. You walk into a company and everybody seems like they're one style, right? They're all analyticals or they're all drivers. And sometimes the company sort of um, 
it, it evolves in that direction. It's the right? culture, right? Right, it's the culture. The culture is, let's hire people just like me, who feel like me, who make me comfortable, right? But the reality is, the reality is, in most workplaces, it's spread across. So it's easy to click with people who are most like us, but taking the time to understand others keeps us from drawing the wrong conclusions, mm -hmm. right? And helps us find better ways to connect. Right. Yeah. So that's where we have found when people come in and really examine their own style and understand others' styles. Right. What gets dropped then, and I mean in a good way, is false conclusions they've made that the other person doesn't care, that the right. other person is aloof. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it gives you a language to take the judgment out of it. Yes. You know, that that again. Um, you know, you, you walk into your office on a Monday morning and somebody walks by and says, you know, hey, did you did you get a chance to read that report that I sent over the weekend? You know, versus a, you know, hey, good morning. You know, hope you had, you know, how was your weekend? By the way, did you get a chance <laughs> to read that report I sent you? You know, that's all it is. It's not, it, it, it's not about becoming somebody completely different that's than right. who you are. It's just, just acknowledging um, what's going to make that person a little more comfortable, and therefore you will get a better results. It's true. So that moves us to that third fundamental, right, which is the requirement as a manager for adjusting your style to ensure the best possible results, right, mm -hmm. to ensure comfort, effectiveness, productivity, and we call that adjustment versatility, mm -hmm. right? Behaviorally, being versatile differentiates the best managers from those that can frustrate team members, sometimes completely unconsciously frustrate team members. So versatility is the key. Um, to me, being versatile, like adjusting to the styles of your employees, makes it just seems like common sense, right? So in your mindset, why is it hard for managers to be versatile, to sort of grasp this and just do it? I, I think it all gets back to our comfort zones. You know, we we are who we are. We have this pattern of behaviors that, you know, if you're a manager or a leader, you've you've, you know, presumably had some success, you know, to bring you to that point. So yes. why change now? So I think part of it is, part of it is the awareness. Uh, I think to your point, Tim, good managers. You know, whether they've gone through a class or not, I think the most successful leaders are individuals who have developed some sort of versatility skills. But getting, you know, getting a clear awareness of what that means and how to adapt and how to modify, um, it's, it makes you even more successful. Yeah. But it's, it's more, versatility is more than just learning a skill. You've got to want to use it. You know, so it's will and skill. And and I That's can't right. tell you, you know, how many times, you know, I've seen leaders who are, who are very good at what they do say, you know, that's just, you know, that's, that's just who I am. That's who they hire. That's who they put in this role. Where as if they could, if they could only do a few small things to make their team members more comfortable, they would be that much more successful. So, yeah. You know, for a driver expressive, it might be just 
stop telling and inviting people into the conversation. You know, Bob, what, what do you think about that? Or Amy, what are your thoughts? And then really taking the time to listen and follow through on that, not just hear it, check the box and move on. And, and I think one of the things that I really like about our coursework on styles, right, is that versatility, we recognize versatility is a skill. It's not, it, there is a mindset, you're right, you have to want to be versatile, right? Mm -hmm. But then the good news is that these are very, very, quote, accessible skills, right? It's not rocket science to understand that an analytical would like some time to think through what you've just presented to them, mm -hmm. right? And so the only skill we're asking you to have if you're not analytical is to remember to give this person time yeah. and, to, and to understand that effectiveness is in the balance. We're not, we're not just trying to be comfy, as my driver example said. Right. We're, we're wanting to ensure the most effective outcome. And that means, for my example here, for an analytical, that means you give them time to really think through what you present to them. You know, if I can add another point too, Tim, sure. on versatility and success, because you know, all of, all of the businesses that we work with are looking for ways to grow and, you know, and, and stay ahead of the market and differentiate. And that demands a level of innovation and talent that, you know, we, that it demands a, a level of, of innovation and talent that's required that maybe hasn't been required so much in the past. Yes. And so organizations that know how to leverage the different styles and natural talents of their employees are finding that they get much more creative and innovative results um, than they've had before. Yes. So if you can tap into and harvest those those natural inclinations um, and get that diverse thinking that comes with each of the different styles, you get you get really phenomenal results. Very true, Susan. I and I want to mention I have a client who uh, after they train all employees on styles. All employees. Mm -hmm. I know our context here has been about how to be a more effective leader, uh, but they train all employees because they believe it's so culturally relevant and essential for all of them to to to, to work it together. So so here's the so the 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 key upshot in this third piece of versatility is that when you adjust your style to help others feel comfortable, the, it results in a more productive working relationship hands down. So so we've we've gone through the three fundamentals, right? And I want to I want to see if I can bring begin to bring us to a close and that's looking for the overall upshots and conclusions of this conversation. One is um, being versatile is an intentional effort, right? And it's an intentional effort until it becomes natural to somebody. And this is why at Strategic Enhancement Group, we make social styles training a management 101 course mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we believe versatility is a fundamental requirement of being a good man. Right? Sure. And whether you're coaching an employee, you're hiring an employee, you're having you know a performance conversation with an employee. You know, how you interact with them and, the, you know, is going to depend upon their style. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And 
the you know the other lar- the the overarching upshot here is that we all click with some people right and we all have challenges clicking with others right mm-hmm. so taking the time to understand how people process and convey information goes a long way to working effectively with everyone right? absolutely okay very good so you know, you know, Strategic Enhancement Group has offered social science training for decades, right? And for, you know, of all that we offer, this is my favorite course. I want to make sure we said that. And that's <laughs> I have to because, say, I think it's mine too. Yeah, because it's both professional, it's a professional and a life skill, right? It's, it's common for us to come across people who took this course 20 years ago, right? And describe it as the most memorable and usable course of their lives. Yeah, Susan, have you had that experience? Definitely, because you can use the skills as much for your employees and your colleagues as you can for your spouse, your kids, your friends, um, for you know not only better results, but better relationships. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, thanks very much for listening in today, and we encourage you, if you would like to bring these skills or others into your organization, Don't hesitate to contact us at strategicenhancement.com. Thanks for listening.